3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody, rugged, resilient, and timeless.
3: Here's the thing about Odell, about, see, I gave it away. Yeah. I, I suck. But here's the thing about Saquon Barkley. Here's why the pick at number two, it's always going to be the wrong pick. At number two, you can say Saquon Barkley is great. Saquon Barkley has been good so far this year. He hasn't been great because, like I said, he's had 100-yard game, and he's 12th in the NFL in rushing coming at tonight. But he catches passes out of the backfield. Who did I tell you he was? He was Reggie Bush. Who was he turning out to be so far? Reggie, Bush. Reggie a better, Bush. A better
6: version Reggie Had Bush, a
3: phenomenal, yeah, but look at Reggie Bush's first couple oh, of years sure. in the NFL. No, he was phenomenal. 80, 85 yep. passes. He was that big guy out of the backfield. This is who Saquon Barkley is. Let's say you're in the camp that says Saquon Barkley is great. Right? Not just, good. let's say, no, Saquon Barkley is great. I got a tattoo of the guy's face. You're one and four, and you're getting beat by almost three touchdowns at home at halftime on Thursday night. Right? So how is Saquon Barkley the right pick? Now let's just say you're in the camp that says Saquon Barkley is good, or Saquon Barkley stinks. Oh, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. Wherever camp you're in, right? And I'm telling you, the guy, the guy, he's good. He's been pretty good so far. He hasn't been great. He's been every time he gets a big play, everybody falls all over themselves and saying, "Look how great Saquon Barkley is!" Oh my God, Saquon Barkley's so okay. He'll have a big play, but then remember when he has four straight runs gain no yards, that's Saquon Barkley too. But let's just say you, you you're not in the camp where you think he's where you think he's that great then really you should have drafted a quarterback at number two. They, the Giants got so bullheaded on going all in on Eli Manning, who has been terrible for a couple of years now, he can't throw downfield, he can't complete passes on third down, and he throws way too many interceptions. Nope, we're sticking with Eli. The Giants will rue this not taking a quarterback for 15 years, although knowing the Giants, they'll step in it this year and wind up getting Roethlisberger <laughs> next year. But they could sit back and look and go, here's Sam Darnold who has been better than Eli Manning this year, and that's kind of hard to do, but Sam Darnold's been better, and you say, boy, we have Saquon Barkley, we did this, and we still stink. And we're still not any good. So you can't tell me that this works out at number two. I'm sorry. Yes, Saquon Barkley is talented. Saquon Barkley is a talented guy, and I get it. He's not been great. He's been good. He's been pretty good. He's been great in fantasy because he's especially having PPR leagues. He's wonderful. It's like every time you see this for actors and actresses, when they wind up getting bad publicity for something, right? What happens? Their agents call around and they say, hey, can you get somebody to say something nice about my, my, my actor? You know, can a director say something nice <laughs> or he's in the mix for a job or a commercial? Something to rehabilitate their image for whatever reason it is. I'm not saying it's anything bad, but I feel like that's what goes on with Saquon Barkley. It's like every few days when the Giants have really bad publicity, they find people like, hey, can you say something really great about Saquon Barkley? Like today. All, all, the, all the former greats is, oh, my mouths are watering at, at, how, uh, at how good Saquon Barkley is. I'm like, yeah, Giants had bad publicity for a few days, getting ready for a game. Someone say something nice about Saquon Barkley. Well, but it's also a, what's happening. But it's
6: a standalone game, so you're going to get more guys chirping ahead of one of these games as opposed to a normal Sunday, right, when it's just one of a number of games on the slate. Not that an Eagles-Giants matchup isn't going to get enough attention, but when we look at this team as it was constructed – we looked at the running back by committee approach that they take in the last few years, which was clearly an awful failure. And so when you're looking at it, a complete disaster in many respects, but then you look at, all right, we spent money on the offensive line. We've got Beckham. We re-signed him. He'll be happy. Shepard's here. Ingram's here. We bring in the running back. Not that the running backs are transcendent figures, right? That's that's the big thing in all of this, is that it has to go hand-in-hand hand with a lot of other parts. And Gettleman and the front office thought that they'd done that moving, made those parts stop moving, that the offensive line was fixed. All of those things. They put enough spackle on it to make it at least functional. And it's not. I mean, the the play of the year is the leg Does whip. spackle really worked though? I mean, I, spackle just... Wait, but it, I don't know that... Sp-
3: it, it's all I was about trying to think about stuff. It's, I put it's spackle, but on it's before. window okay. dressing, right? Oh, yeah, and, and then, yeah,
6: yeah. And, then you, and then you go over the top with whatever else you need. No, to do I'm I'm, I'm in
3: the mix on the actual spackle. Okay, that's what I mean. But the Spackle's idea, a great
6: word to say no, too.
3: It, well, I, I figured I could get that. I'd in. like my last name to be spackle. I mean, I hey, think we could change that. That could have been a, spackle. G- that, that sounds that's, awesome.
6: That's yeah. a, we'll get more gigs. That's a good name. More gigs. More opportunities. That's commercial endorsements, right there. But you know, you put some fresh paint on it, and away you go. And you thought it was better. Well, they've been awful. And your play of the year is the Flowers' leg whip mm-hmm. through five weeks. Now five and a half at this point. As much as you like Saquon Barkley, yeah. it, it's still the leg whip that's going to define this season to this point.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Plenty of blame to go around for this oh, yeah. Giant yeah. Look,
3: you're, you're talking about uh, Odell Beckham's going to get all the headlines. But really, the reality is Eli Manning has been terrible, and his offensive line is just as bad. All right, You could say it's not all Eli. You could say it's about 50% Eli and 50% his offensive line. You can't throw down the field anymore. That's the big problem. Eli can't throw down the field. And that is huge. And this plays into Saquon Barkley. The guy is a running back. And if he turns out to be great, he could turn out to be great. But look at the night he's having so far tonight. The Giants lose it by three touchdowns. They got 13 points well, on no, the Well, no,
6: that's the problem, right, with a running back. like even You go back what Dallas had with Ezekiel Elliott where everything went right. You had a monster offensive line. It was like Emmitt Smith running behind those Dallas offensive lines all those years ago. And everything came to play. You had a good Des Bryant was still Des Bryant. Not the guy that now feuds on Twitter all the time. Jason Witten was still moving the ball between the 20s. Usually allergic to the painted grass, but a guy who helped move the chains for you. And Dak Prescott took care of the football. Everything worked. And you had your, your big running back. But everything else had to be in concert. Everything else still had to work. And now you look at what this Giants team is. You have a bad defense. You've got zero pass rush. We've, we've seen them get towards Wentz maybe two or three times over the course of this evening. Otherwise, he's standing in tall and proud in the pocket, plenty of time to throw. You're looking at a bad offensive line. You cut a guy who was a number one pick for you a couple of years ago. The rest of your receiving weapons are jags, right? Ang- Ingram's hurt, so you lose him. He was going to be a big part of this offense, but you can't push downfield. And so what do you do? You do a box and one on Odell Beckham Jr., don't even bother. It's like you want to beat us underneath because that's where Eli's going to go. He's not going to try to take the top off the defense. He's going to settle for eight to twelve yard routes, time yeah. and time no, again.
3: That, and that and look, and teams are going to sit on that. And he's not mobile. He's not going to get out of trouble. He's not going to be someone that, okay, when the offensive line breaks down, I can make plays with my legs. And that's a big difference between Eli and a lot of other quarterbacks, even ones that aren't that good. Because even if you can move around a little bit. You can buy time and extend a play for a couple extra well, seconds. Well, that's just a design can't do that. role,
6: and you can't even do that with Eli.
3: the The fact that the Giants have completely mishandled the quarterback position for over two years is really what stands out. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Twitter at How about a Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. For two years, the Giants have needed a quarterback. Eli has been on the way out, and because he won two Super Bowls, because he was Eli Manning, the Giants decided we're going to continue on and stick with him. And for the life of me, I'll never understand why they decided to triple down on Eli Manning in the offseason saying, no, he's our guy. Bill Belichick is ready to turn the page from Tom Brady in a moment's notice because he's 42 years old and he knows that the cliff comes right away for a quarterback. When you're not good, you're going to become and, and be great again. Same thing in New Orleans with Drew Brees. As good as he is, the minute it looks like Drew Brees can't throw anymore, he's it's gonna be a, hey Teddy Bridgewater, you're hey, our guy.
6: Yeah, but you already you give Tom Brady an extra year on the calendar, buddy. Unless you're no. saying he's got a bad birth certificate floating out there. His that's next a big controversy.
2: Okay, birthday. that's but just he's, a big so he's controversy. Over
4: 40. The point sure. is
3: he's over forty. And and Bill Bell, you could tell he was ready to turn the page Jimmy Garoppolo a year ago. Soon as sure. you're bad, Tom, as soon as you're bad. Eli's been bad for two years, but because he's done a lot for the Giants, they say, Okay, no, we can surround Eli with talent, everything will be fine. And they decided to ignore their biggest need for whatever reason because they thought we're going to take Saquon Barkley and he's our guy and if we don't take him and he turns into an all-pro and we get the quarterback wrong then suddenly now we're really in it because we get the quarterback wrong and we miss out on the running back
6: well and you had Davis Webb who was that supposed, was the guy that was supposed to be the guy him. and, and he now he's him. a jet
3: <laughs> and he's,
6: he's on the practice
3: squad this is this is why the New York Giants And the pick of Saquon Barkley is always going to be looked at as, as good as he is, he was the wrong pick. Because it's a running back. Running backs have been devalued in the National Football League. Like I said, it's why you can have a running back with 200 yards of offense and you only got 13 points on the board and you're getting thumped. Well, You've got to keep coming back to that and realize that a great running back is not going to make you a great team. A good running back is not going to make you a great team. This league has been quarterback-driven for the better part of a decade now. Right. A decade. And it's never going back to the running backs because they get hurt too much. It's always going to be quarterback-driven. And the Giants... Because they had done everything right for 40 years, figured, no, 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 we know it. We know how to do it. And now they make the bad decision. They triple down on Saquon Barkley was the right guy. Meanwhile, all they're going to do is say, boy, look look what's going on with us. Boy, we stink, and we really need a quarterback. Well,
6: no, but that's the thing, right? You're not going to get a transcendent figure at that position unless everything else is working in harmony. And you've got so many other holes as we've seen over the course of this year. They've, every week, we seem to see a, a, a new gaping hole uh, open up for the Giants. But you're also looking at it's not just Sam Darnold, right? You're looking at all the other quarterbacks that are playing pretty well. Like Allen's got no chance playing behind that Buffalo offensive line. But on the few occasions that he actually gets time to deliver the ball downfield, you, you shrug your shoulders and go, yeah, this guy could be pretty good once they actually build something around him. You look at Josh Rosen in Arizona. Not a lot of talent there yet, but the same thing. If the offensive line gives him some time, the ball he threw to Christian Kirk to get things started this mm-hmm. past week, I mean that that's what you're looking for. You're looking to open things up and push the ball downfield. Something the Giants can't do. I even, and and I, going next year, I mean, how high are they drafting? I mean, you Well, they, they could be drafting number 1 but overall. But that's it. Now you're getting to the point where you're like, <laughs> "Alright, um here, you just take direct snaps going forward, and we're going to see what's going to happen here.
3: But but th- this is this is the part. I don't even know how well the Giants evaluated the quarterbacks in the offseason. Like, ev- I don't think they bothered. How much did they evaluate nope. Darnold and Rosen and Allen, these guys? Sounds it was, like Gettleman said. It was said, cursory at best yeah. because their big thing was, boy, the Browns could take, and this was where the Browns theory, the one thing that would have scared them was, the Browns pick one and four. They could take Barkley at one. And, and then, then come, come back, back the at four and get right. your quarterback, whether it's Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen. or Because they really they were split on Mayfield and Josh Allen. they like, both of these guys, they could do that. That was the one thing the Giants were afraid of. I guarantee you, if they took Barkley at number one, Giants trade out at number two. Because they're not going to spend sure. all kinds of money on a guy who's not... They would have tried, oh, Barkley was our guy, we're trading out. We're still going to go all in on Eli Manning.
6: No, you're right. And part of it is is going to be on Pat Shermer, right? They bring him in. And the idea was that he'd be able to fix what ails you with these parts and with a, a competent, dominant, at times, running back in Saquon Barkley to take take up the, the workload. And instead, we've seen Eli, there's no masking what's going on with Eli Manning at this point, no matter how many good skill position players you have. And we can blame the offensive line. We could blame a little bit of the offensive scheming. The fact of the matter is you can't cover up for the fact that Eli doesn't push the ball downfield. There's no threat at all, and opposing defenses are starting to tee off. Even the Eagles tonight, they they weren't coming in in a position of strength and being the Eagles' defense that we've seen in the past, but they can pin their ears back because they know that Eli, A, can't move, and B, he can't go over the top on
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
3: Joining us now on the hotline. No one better. CBS Sports NFL insider Jason Locke and Fora. Jason, we're going to do a dealer's choice to start the uh, the interview tonight. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What do you want to talk about first? Odell uh, and the electric, electrical fan. Odell walking off the field at halftime. Eli Manning or Eli Manning's offensive line?
2: Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> what's behind door number four? Uh, I, I guess all of the above. Um, And and, and they're all tied together, uh, obviously, to to one degree or another. But this really hasn't been a functional offense. They had a few plays they strung together a week ago against Carolina that provided some points, one of them being sort of a gimmicky gadget play where Odell really had their best downfield throw the entire season. Unfortunately, he was throwing it, not catching it they're not a good football team they're not close to being a good football team and uh they they you know may have uh, you know fooled themselves as to what they thought they were going to be this year but they didn't fool a lot of people around the league and, and it starts with the quarterback that let's be real they they pay him big time money to be a big time player and he hasn't been for a long time, and we can point to being under duress here and there and yada, yada, yada. But they, they tried to prop him up as much as they could this off season with a running back and a left tackle and a fortified offensive line and a commitment to running the football, and Eli's still not very good.
6: So what do you, you go back to that evaluation. Was it just we love Saquon so much we're building statues to him? Or was it blind loyalty of we got to give Eli one more round and see if we can resurrect him? Pat Shermer, hubris to a degree.
2: I, I, no, this is an ownership decision. Um, I, look, they hired guys who they knew through the process were willing to go along with with what ownership felt like was the plan of of due process. And did did it have to do with football? To some degree, sure. Did it have to do with business and sort of where they were as a as, as an organization more than anything else, yeah, they they were not coming in this to tear it down and rebuild and do what probably, um, again, to a lot of football people was painfully obvious. They wanted to keep it together, put a Band-Aid on it. We're paying Eli a lot of money. Yeah, we sat him for one week last year for Geno Smith, but well, we made a mistake. And when the fans and the media reacted to how we treated Eli, we quickly retreated. And rallied around him and said our apologies. And now, you know, we got to try to win something in the next couple of years with this guy. And we want to put some fannies in the seats and we want to contend and compete or at least give the appearance of such and not start over with a young quarterback. And, um, people who went through that process, uh, they felt like that was the only really way that that ownership was going. And if you didn't want to go that way, then this probably wasn't the job for you.
3: The other thing the Giants are going to have to deal with following this game is Odell Beckham Jr., and the big thing is before halftime, he walks off early while the Giants' offense is still on the field. This on the heels of him being fined by the team for his comments in an interview a few days ago. How do you think the Giants deal with this latest chapter in the Odell Beckham saga?
2: I mean, I don't know. Like... Dude can't get him to, like he his screen passes. I mean, like we can talk about that. He he left the field early 2 weeks ago. They said, you know, they they told the sideline reporter um he went to get an IV. Who who knows? Um they they don't have a functional offense and it's not because of Odell Beckham. I mean, we, you know, we, we, he's not the only guy on that team who's attacked an inanimate object on the sidelines this year, you know? Like, what are we going to do? Are like, we going to start keeping tabs of that? Like, they, just watch the game. Just, I mean, it, he's not under intense duress every single throw. I mean, there are baseline sort of slants and screens and, and you know, little wheel routes that you're expected to be able to complete. Most of the time, duress or not, That's, that stuff's just it's an adventure as to whether he's going to hit the guy in stride. Go look at some of the screens tonight and what it took for Odell Beckham just to catch the ball. Like, I mean, whatever. Like, it, the guys on that team know where the problems lie in that offense. And between the lines on Sundays, People aren't worried about Odell. They're worried about Eli.
6: Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, show with Mike Harmon, coming to you from the Geico Studios on the hotline with a CBS Sports NFL insider. At, excuse me, Jason Loch on Twitter. It's our buddy Jason Lock uh, as we wind down mercifully this Thursday night football game. Start looking ahead to the weekend. We've got a tasty over-under sitting at 60 for Kansas City and New England, Bill Belichick already in postseason mode uh, saying it feels like we're playing Kansas City.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the, this may not be the last time we see these two teams face face each other. It, it, it kind of reminds me of Jacksonville, Kansas City the week before. And the team that wins this one in this circumstance may not be the team that wins this same game come January if they do meet again. And going up to Foxborough in a week where, you know, they, they still don't have Eric Berry, and now they're down an offensive lineman, and they're not going to have Justin Houston. And let's face it, the last two weeks it's 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 still been great for the Chiefs, but it it hasn't been easy street. It, it's it's been tougher to move the ball. Teams have taken some things away. They've adjusted to that offense. Um, I think this this kind of to me lines up where this winning streak goes to die doesn't mean that if they host you know the 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 patriots in january at arrowhead that that it's the same outcome but i don't love this situation for the chiefs as things are shaping up right now with the injuries and and you know do they do 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 both teams score over 30 i mean that that's possible um but i think if if tom brady's able able to score early and the chiefs have to play from behind a little bit um you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that, that, you know, they're going to put up 35 every single week. And I don't love New England's defense, but this is a big game. Belichick's stressing to them it's a big game, and it, it tends to bring out the best in New England.
3: You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. That's at Jason Lockenfora, CBS, NFL Insider Extraordinaire. Also, to so the Be More Opinionated podcast as well. The website is Be Show. .com. Jason, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Thanks for having
5: me, guys.
6: Have a Thanks, good week. Jason. Thanks. Be good.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Here's the one thing tonight. The defending Super Bowl champions won on Thursday night football, moved into first place in the NFC East, and nobody cares.
6: That's just it. All's right with the world. Eagles
3: fans care. Right. They're happy. You know, uh, now I can go watch it's always sunny in Philadelphia now. I can backload it and from watching now. I, I had it on tape from last night. I can go watch it now because I watched this game. Well, oh, I stuffed my face with Ginos and Pat's tonight because, you know, this is a big game for us. Could
6: tonight. have been hanging out with Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Live. He no, was at he was We could have. When I'm done with that, I'm
3: gonna go to Wawa. So we're all set to go here in Philadelphia. But the rest of the rest of the country the eagles look they're not a team that that grabs you by the throat and says pay attention to us right i mean this is this is what shows you the defending super bowl champions you know win a game on thursday night and they're not anywhere close to what's trending. But on why Twitter. would they be? They, they were
6: efficient. Carson Wentz right. was but good. The defending champions.
3: Usually the defending champions, there's an interest level in. But instead, no, it's all about the dumpster fire. Oh, no. That's the New York no, Giants. because
6: you've got three dumpsters on fire. There's not just one. It's not just this one. Big no, dumpster. no, they pushed I them. Out. They're one bringing one them from all dumpster. over the city. <laughs> the rats are scurrying <laughs> away and we're setting things ablaze. I mean, this is uh, this is one you could see from space. This is one. Big dumpster that's a fire. hell of a fire that you got. That's but, but here, not out of
3: control here. Carson Wentz is back. He has a huge night throwing the football. And, and look, the Eagles are back, and things are okay. And still, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. The, the Giants could have played. They could have played a team that doesn't have a name or an identity. They could have played a team where you didn't even have the names of the players on the back of the jerseys, mm-hmm. and nobody would care because it was all be about what the Giants did tonight. It's no, about and, star power. It's about star power. Well, it's and, also
6: about the the Eagles. They're Back to where people thought they would be, right? Some struggles early on, but in terms of that division coming in, yeah, there was a little bit on the Giants if Pat Shermer and everybody could, you know, rub the magic lamp and get the genie to come drunk grant him three wishes. Didn't happen. They didn't happen. They didn't. They didn't bring enough talent alongside Saquon Barkley to get things done. But Dallas, we did it all preseason. Who's the, who are they throwing the ball to? If they've still got a couple of wins, they're interesting because their defense is good until the league comes and taps DeMarcus Lawrence on the shoulder and takes him out for a few games eventually. And and Washington, I told you before the season, as long as Jay Gruden's the head coach there, I'm not trusting them with anything (laughs) because he tried to lay everything at the feet of Kirk Cousins instead of his own managerial skills. So the Eagles it was just a matter of time before they righted the ship. So I don't think this moves anything in terms of a seismic scale. No, but Meanwhile, with but the Giants. The, but no,
3: but it's the attention for the, that the defending Super Bowl champions would have by playing a primetime game yeah. on Thursday night. And this goes back into the start, And this gets into the Odo Beckham Jr. angle on this, is that I we, you know, I told you, the eight stars the NFL has, right? I told you. it's the It's the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Patriots, those full teams. And now you throw in, it's Odell, it's Cam Newton, it's Aaron Rodgers, and this year it's Mahomes and the Chiefs and Baker Mayfield. These are now the must-watch people in the NFL and teams. These are the Sean McVay in his memory. Well, Sean McVay's memory is pretty good. The Rams are also becoming a must-watch team, but... They're n- not quite to the point where oh my goodness I got to see it's it's not it just doesn't have the it factor of Mahomes and the and the Chiefs offense and Baker Mayfield it's hard to explain Jared Goff's a good quarterback but he doesn't grab you by the throat to have the tension that you like to spend on Mayfield and on Mahomes and the Chiefs and what they can do with that offense so it's the the Eagles and on playing in a Thursday night game you're like oh my God the Giants are the stars of this game Odell Beckham Jr. is the star of this game and this is why. Odell Beckham gets criticized and why he gets defended so much, because he is a super-duper star. People care more about Odell Beckham Jr. than they care about the Philadelphia Eagles. You put any group of NFL fans in a room, what do you think about the Eagles? And a lot of people would go, eh, yeah, they won, that was cool. What about Odell Beckham Jr.? I love Odell. He's full of fire. He's so talented. He's so much fun to watch. What do you think about Odell? The guy is a head case. He can't behave right. He costs the team on the sidelines, costs the team off the field. I can't stand the guy. Odell Beckham is what made this a must-watch game. So Odell Beckham, whatever his antics are, is what's going to get amped up. Odell Beckham walking off the field before halftime. Odell Beckham headbutting an electric fan on the sideline. The real reason the Giants stink is because they don't have a quarterback, and Eli Manning is bad. And even though the offensive line is bad, Eli Manning is really bad. You know, Jason Lockett Ford joined and said, listen, yeah, the offensive line had a lot of problems, but Eli, how many passes did he have trouble completing? You know, there were short passes, screen passes. Eli had trouble throwing the football. But Eli Manning doesn't get the attention because Odell Beckham is Odell Beckham. You know, a few years ago, Eli Manning would have been, whoa, yeah, but... He's one of the bigs. he's one of the eight stars the NFL has. So, of course, what he does is going to get amplified. Did he cost them with the game tonight? No, he didn't. They still would have lost the game 34 13, whether or not he left the field at halftime or not, whether he headbutted an electric fan or not, whether he got fined before the game for his interview and calling out the Giants for not having heart, which he did, and get fined, he did, or not. They still would have lost a game like this. But he gets that attention, and you have to put it in the right perspective. And the perspective for Odell Beckham with this whole thing going on with the Giants is that the Giants have real problems, and they have cosmetic problems. And it's hard to fight that many battles. You can't fight the real ones and the cosmetic ones. And Odell Beckham is a cosmetic problem, but it's an important problem because it stops you from dealing with what you actually have to deal with. And now instead of just worrying about the quarterback and everything else, we're going to hear from Pat Shermer coming up in a few minutes, and you're going to hear him all it's about Odell Beckham. You're going to get the questions about about Eli Manning and everything else, but it's all going to be about Odell. He's already had it with Odell, right? We heard reports last week, Jason Jay Glazer and a couple other insiders said he was fuming at Odell after his interview with ESPN on Sunday. And the Giants did fine him for this before the game because he set the interview up outside of the team. Most likely that's why they could find him. So just realize that that's the whole thing. That's where Odell Beckham Jr.'s importance level lies with why when he does the knucklehead stuff, it really holds the Giants back. It didn't stop him from losing tonight, but it stops him from, okay, now we got to spend time dealing with this. Now this is going to be for 10 days Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, and now when's, when you have to wake up every day and go, is my phone going to have 20 messages because Odell said something? And you're Pat Sherman looking at your phone going, please, just one or two messages. Just, okay, good, good, good. I mean, that's really what why the Giants, this was so important to get Odell Beckham thing right because you know, get it wrong, and this is what you're dealing with. They paid him, he stayed the
6: same guy he was. So now it's this on top of the real stuff, which is Eli and the offensive line and the defense. But, again, if I'm Pat Shermer, this is great, because I don't have to answer the real substitute <laughs> questions. I get to answer all the cosmetic stuff. Oh, I like the I like the U-turn it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no no, in all seriousness, it, nobody's questioning him on play calling in the red zone. Eli's inefficiency in the red zone, right? They had a first and 10 from the 18. They went three plays, three yards, kicked the field goal. Eli 0 for 2 on the drive. First and goal after the 4, after a, a big Penn, Bennett uh Penalty, right? Roughing the passer. What do they get? Three plays, one yard, field goal. Eli, 0 for 2 on that drive. We saw it down the stretch. Couldn't put the ball anywhere where Odell Beckham Jr. could catch it. Yeah, you got a defender on him, a little contact back and forth. Mike Pereira, rules expert for Fox, joins us each and every week. Said, look, that's one that's a no call. You got hands both ways. I don't know if the the angle the other angle had been shown at that point in terms of where the hand placement was, the defensive back. Either way, Eli threw a bad ball that got batted away by the defender, and Odell Beckham Jr. had no shot there. So if, if I'm Pat Shermer, I don't have to answer for any of the ne- ineptitude of the rest of my squad. If I'm answering whether, hey, did you see Odell headbutted a fan? Yeah, really? <laughs> Tell me all about it. And I'd be tap dancing back and forth all I could because I don't have to answer real questions about our evaluation process, the five guys that are failing to block for Eli Manning and Eli Manning's eroding skill set. I don't have to answer any of that because Odell's given me a gift. What, what else did he say? Have at it. Go ahead. Hey, Pat,
3: Joel Sherman, New York Post. Uh, do you think Aaron Boone should have <laughs> taken Sabatia out earlier? Well, Go I'll ahead. tell
6: you. What do you think? i tell you. He got hard, hit hard after two— Two at-bats, and then, you know, you got the wild pitch. It, it really started to unravel. At that point, the analytics said to leave him in, but with five straight righties, perhaps we should have done that. Tap dance, now we're talking about the Yankees. Hey, Pat, this is this is Steve Serby, New York Post. Listen, uh, hey, Severino was kind of tipping his pitches. Uh, is that Odell's fault? Well, he did. As soon as he hit that fan the third time in our alternate universe, uh... the bizarro world was uncorked. No, it's it's as you said, it's all cosmetic. You've got so many other issues. That's just noise. And those are the fun questions to answer because cause there's nothing substantive nah, to them. I, see, I don't but it's not fun because
3: everybody else is getting them and it's all gonna be about Odell, and it's it's tiresome. It's tiresome to continue to have to deal with that when look, Jason Lockenfora told us it was a great interview with him. We're gonna play it back next hour on the show if you missed it. He said, Look, the Giants players know that on Sunday. Their problem is not Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Their problem is Eli Manning. Sure, right? They know that. They know that's their problem. But you can't get to that because all so much is taken up with Odell Beckham. Look, what's the first tweet that came out? Barstool Sports put out after the game tonight. The Giants are four and nineteen since this picture, and it's the picture of all the Giants <laughs> on the boat in in Florida during the bye week for the playoffs. Well, I, I mean, told you
6: about the steaming post game, and then you add that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's good times. I gotta think the steaming post because I mean that's another part of the organization. No. I mean that's cosmetic and Patrick should answer for that too. I'm going to say
3: the steaming post game. That was an old (laughs) Mets thing that actually came up here for the Giants.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m.
0: Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.